All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. On this holy night, all history is wrapped up in swaddling clothes. All that was foretold and foreshadowed begins to find its fulfillment on this night. Time and eternity are joined together in the babe of Bethlehem. The promise given by the prophets, the patriarchs, and the psalmist, those promises are yours. And God, who is with his people, to save them from his, their sins, the Emmanuel, Jesus. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. For the first of ten times, the evangelist Matthew confesses Jesus as the completion of the Old Testament with those words. What Matthew is doing is he's telling you to always look to Jesus as you read and hear the Holy Scriptures. Every bit of history from the garden to the flood to the exodus to the exile and to the return All of that was written, Jesus says, to testify of him. All scripture testifies of me, Jesus says. God has bended time and space for you and for your salvation. So we heard, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, a prophecy given to the wicked king Ahaz. But good news for you. Jesus is your Emmanuel, your God with us. And God with you to save you. The purpose and plan that was first promised to Eve, that seed that would crush the serpent's head, that's Jesus. The offspring that was promised to Abraham, by whom all the families of the earth would be blessed. That's Jesus. The lamb that was the substitute offering caught in the thicket and dies in the place of Isaac, that's your Jesus who dies for you and for all people. The son who is Jacob's ladder and gate to heaven for all mankind so that you, in Jesus, graciously return to God the Father's loving embrace. Jesus, like the serpent that was lifted up on the pole, will be lifted up on the wood of the cross, that all who have been bitten by the deceiver's curse will look upon him, upon Jesus, and live. From the manger, each step in his ministry, in his life, his death, his resurrection, all of that Jesus does in the, and according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, according to his will. Every time the evangelist, of these ten times, points backward to what has come, he's telling you who Jesus is for you. By considering the fulfillment promised, you learn who Jesus is and what he has done for you and for your salvation. So we heard, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. The next time this is written by Matthew is actually just in the next chapter, Matthew 2. It's when the chief priests and the scribes confess to Herod the king, 
Micah's prophecy. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. With that one reference, Matthew confesses Jesus is your bread. He is the Lion of Judah, and he is your shepherd king, a king like David. But remember, this was given to Herod to ascertain where the king was to be born, as the Magi inquired. But Herod will not have any king usurp him of his power. Like all tyrants, he seeks to maintain his rule with fear, intimidation, and force. And he believes that there is no greater threat to him at this moment than this prophetic king. That's why, being warned in a dream by the angel, Joseph flees with the child and Mary to Egypt to flee this wicked king, Herod. And again, the evangelist then says, this was to fulfill the word of the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. But again, this is also given for you, that you would learn who Jesus is. Jesus is your deliverance from slavery and bondage. He delivers his people, not from Egypt, not from Pharaoh and his host, but he delivers you from sin, death, and the devil. Of course, Herod, knowing that he had been deceived by the Magi, now breathes out violence against Bethlehem and all the surrounding region. Like the Pharaoh before him, he, in a murderous rage, commands the slaughter of all the male children two years old and younger. But as before, the evangelist now quotes the prophet Jeremiah. He says, this was to fulfill. A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping, and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. All this violence against Jesus' own brothers will finally be meted out against Jesus himself when he will be falsely accused and murdered during Holy Week by those demonically who want to rule and control not only this world, but the church and even heaven itself. But that's only a few of them. There's more. The prophet, prophetic fulfillment comes when the mature Jesus begins his ministry at Capernaum in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali, just as the prophet Isaiah said, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. Then, after healing Peter's mother-in-law, casting out demons with a word, healing the sick, again the evangelist Matthew, to fulfill the prophetic word, says, again from Isaiah, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. But of course, Jesus' life, his ministry, it's all working towards his redemption. And when the Pharisees plotted against him how they might destroy him, Jesus tells the crowds to keep, keep him secret. Matthew, again, records that this is the fulfillment of Isaiah. Behold, my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased, I will put my spirit upon him, and he will declare justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel nor cry out, 
nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoking flax he will not quench, till he sends forth justice to victory, and in his name Gentiles will trust. And then when he spoke to these same crowds, teaching them in parables, the evangelist points to Psalm 78. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things kept in secret from the foundation of the world. Not until Holy Week are all these prophetic fulfillments again as vivid as they were at our Lord's Nativity. As Jesus rode into the Holy City, he again fulfills the words of the prophets, this time Isaiah and Zechariah. Tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. Your king is coming to you. That same message that was spoken at his birth that brought terror by way of Herod, now, as he enters the holy city, causes children and the whole multitude to cry out, Hosanna to the son of David, Hosanna in the highest. The king, long expected, has finally come. The prophetic promise is fulfilled. But you know how it will finally go. This same crowd, this Zion, will finally reject their king in just a few short days, seeking his death rather than receiving life from him. Even his own friends will reject him. One of them even will betray him, fulfilling what was long foretold by Zechariah when he said, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the value of him who was priced, whom they of the children of Israel priced, and gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. So it is all through Matthew's gospel, from the birth story we heard this evening, all the way through our Lord's suffering and death and resurrection, that Matthew would have you remember that all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Now we begin to see that the entirety of Jesus' life, his ministry, his suffering and death and resurrection, isn't a new thing at all. But it's the very thing that God has been working out in all time and space, even from the beginning. All history is wrapped up in this babe's swaddling clothes. All that was foretold and foreshadowed begins to find its fulfillment for you this night. Time and eternity are joined in the babe of Bethlehem. The bread from heaven, born in the house of bread, Bethlehem, is given tonight to you from the manger trough to feed you with forgiveness that he earned by his body given and his blood shed at Calvary to fulfill the words of the prophets. He gives you himself this night to eat and drink for your forgiveness, life, and salvation, as has been the plan from the very beginning. And now you are wrapped up in Jesus as you've been clothed in the baptismal garments of his righteousness. Your sins are forgiven. So every promise given from the beginning and by prophets and patriarchs and psalmists, all those promises written in the scriptures are yours this night as you have your God with us who came to save his people from their sins, the Emmanuel Jesus. So may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, your Lord. Amen.